Hello everyone and welcome to episode 19 of the Dual Shockers Weepcast. I'm your host, Giuseppe Nelva, and with me are my co-hosts, Ian Agossa and Jordan Boyd. Yes, we do have a second Vice Weep today, and we'll talk more about Jordan in just a bit. As some of you might, might know by now, this is a weekly or semi-weekly, depending on the week, podcast on games, anime, manga, Japanese geek culture, and a few tidbits about Japan in general, for good measure. Of course, since DualShock is a gaming website, the spotlight is on gaming, but true webs aren't too formal about the distinction anyway. Today's main topic is obviously Tokyo Game Show. But first of all, we'll let Jordan introduce yourself. Hello, Jordan. Why don't you tell people who the hell you are? <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Jordan. I'm a staff writer at DualShockers. Uh, been playing games my whole life and only recently got most interested in Japanese video games in particular a couple years ago. And, you know, if you want to check out anything by me recently, I reviewed Senran Kaga Reflections on Switch and Metal Max Xeno on PS4. So... Yeah, that's a little bit about me, but I am excited to talk Tokyo Game Show with you guys. He's a, he's a very new by weeb, just two years. Like, <laughs> a real specimen. Like, most weeb are weeb their whole life. Interestingly so, enough, my first, technically the first Japanese game that I finished by myself was Final Fantasy XIII. So not really the best, <laughs> the best entry, but it's it's only gotten better from from there. I've definitely picked games I've enjoyed a lot more. <laughs> Okay, alrighty. So, since Jordan introduced himself, let's go ahead and get into our first uh, segment, which is what games we play, what Japanese games we played this week, and what anime we watched. So I'm gonna start because Jordan needs an example. <laughs> so, uh, well, I didn't play much because it was a Tokyo Game Show. I, I, okay. I played a ton of stuff, but not extensively, because in Tokyo Game Show or any event, you like play stuff for like half an hour. Actually, the, the game that I played the most, because I had a lot of time, like uh, Capcom's like preview event was three hours for two games. So I played a lot of Devil May Cry 5 and Resident Evil 2. And those are the games that I literally played the most extensively during the week. I played a little bit of Barkita Chronicles 4 as well at, at the hotel, because I'm in Tokyo, not at home. Uh, but my PS4 is with me. Uh, and that's pretty much it in terms of Japanese games. Oh, a little bit of Granblue um, Fantasy because that's a mobile, so I can you know, play it when I'm around. But And a lot of tidbits of Tokyo Game Show. I'm going to talk, talk about that more extensively when we talk, when we talk about Tokyo Game Show proper. Uh, other than that, uh, anime, I haven't watched a single thing for obvious reasons. <laughs> because I haven't that time. I, I, I've been like literally running around like a like a little spinner for for four days and actually more than four days because there are all the pre Tokyo Game Show events. So yeah, that's pretty much it. So yeah, what about what about you? Hi guys. Well, I didn't really pay much this week because of Tokyo Game Shows too. So I have checked I've checked out a bit of the Valkyria Chronicles for demo because the game is getting out uh, next week and I'm really excited for it. Uh, I'm planning to get uh, the Switch version next week. And um, uh, besides that, I didn't really play much this week. You watch any anime? Uh, same for anime. I didn't really have the time. I I rewatched some stuff I like, like well, uh, when, pretty, you, when you when you spend. Oh, sorry, go ahead. 
but I, I, re- I rewatched, rewatched some episodes of Freddy Rhythm, my, my favorite anime of recent years, and I had a lot of fun, but I didn't watch anything uh, airing right now. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I was saying, of course you don't have time. When you spend like two hours translating like an hour of Kojima talk, that takes... <laughs> <laughs> you literally translated an hour of Kojima. I don't, know, I don't even know how you did it, because honestly... Uh, Kojima is difficult to translate. Like, I, 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 when when he talks, I'm like, uh, okay. Uh, anyway, Jordan, <laughs> what about you? Uh, so this week, uh, I mean, I finished up Metal Magazine. I put about uh, 30 hours into that game, and uh, now that I've been oh, done with that, I've been uh, switching. I, I I typically because I'm quite busy with school and stuff. I I've been switching. I switch on and off between like Dragon Ball Fighters a lot. I definitely think that one's probably gonna be my, my game of the year. It's the Japanese game I've been constantly going back to this year. I'm a huge Dragon Ball fan, so that one. That one's been uh, on my PS4 back and forth pretty much, uh, but I've been rather busy, so got finished with Metal Max, and then I've been just playing Dragon Ball, really. Gotcha. Any anime? Uh, I am re-watching Naruto from the beginning. It's a show I grew up with. I'm currently watching it with oh. someone. Uh, that's a little one. Oh, yeah. That's nice. Uh, and <laughs> I've been watching a little bit more Food Wars. I'm about to finish that one up. That one uh, is really fun. Oh, yeah, I heard about it. i actually never seen it. Uh, I heard good things but you know i'm not much into weird stuff <laughs> yeah i usually don't get to uh watch too much anime just because you know i spend most of my free time playing games when i can so you know i'm usually really far behind on like anime seasons and stuff so whenever i get some free time i try and get a couple episodes of whatever i want to watch in there so i don't typically follow schedules i just kind of watch whatever's on like hulu or something and still you're watching naruto sorry and still you're watching Naruto, which is yeah, probably one. Yeah, only because someone wanted to watch it with me, and I haven't seen it in so many years. I was it, So it's kind of nice to go back and revisit what kind of got me into watching anime more. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All righty. Well, that's it for this segment. So let's let's jump into Tokyo Game Show immediately, since it's going to be long, and we don't want to like speak for like three <laughs> hours. It would be a little... A little <laughs> but thing. we could. <laughs> so, well, Tokyo Game Show started actually like... A, 10 days before with the with Sony's press conference, but we're not going to speak about that because we already did uh, last last two, actually two weeks ago, which is was but it was really weird to have a Sony pre Tokyo Game Show press conference 10 days before Tokyo Game Show. That was like super weird. But anyway, that was pretty exciting, especially for me that couldn't be there because my trip to Japan was like six days after. So I was like, oh, thank you, Sony. Thank you very much. <laughs> That that that's very nice. When, when they told me, I was like, "Oh yeah, sure, so you're talking game show. Okay, you're invited to our conference, blah 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 blah." And like, "Yeah, great. Of of course, I'm gonna come." So when is it? Like two days before talking game show, or one day like last year? And no, it's it, it's the tenth. What? <laughs> and I can see, yeah, that's definitely problematic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Since we are not a big side, so we can't exactly afford to like. Uh, change our booking of a mm-hmm. trip like a week before. That's kind of weird. Anyway, that's it. We already talked about Sony's press conference uh, last episode, so we can we can talk about the show proper in uh, the during this episode. But there's still a lot to talk about. So let's let's start with the first day. We got a lot of things. Actually, we got uh, the first day was the day before Tokyo Game Show, 
because the day zero there is a big Bandai Namco event, and that's when Bandai Namco starts dropping its bombs, uh, like pretty literally because they had his combat this time around. So um, yeah. yeah, so uh, which, which is funny because they started the event, they put us they put us in a in a room. Uh, actually, inside Tokyo Games, sorry, Bandai Namco's headquarters, there is this big um, conference room. So they sit down there and they start, and they're like, "Oh yeah, there is this news, this news, this news." An embargo is like five minutes ago, and I, what? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing this? Why don't you give us like an hour so we can at least start writing stuff? So yeah, that that was fun. Anyway, the the, the news started pretty heavy. And the first ones were uh, was was about Ace Combat Seven, which had some really exceptional pre-ordered bonuses. So if you pre-ordered on PS4, you get Ace Combat Five for PS4, and if and which is according to me the best Ace Combat ever. Mm. And if you pre-order for Xbox One, you get Ace Combat Six, which was released on Xbox 360. This one is actually. Uh, just a copy of the 360 game and uh, it works via backward compatibility but still I mean you get to play on um, you get to play two of well five is a, is one of the best games in the franchise six is probably not but it's still good so that that was good I, I was really happy when I heard that I actually like was like yes in front of like the producer and it was like hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah uh, have you guys played any Ace Combat games? I personally, uh, sorry, I I personally have not, but because you, you just, <laughs> yeah, I, I I've heard about the series over the the years, but I I have never found myself being a huge flight simulator fan. The only flying I really do is in like battlefield games and stuff like that. But now I didn't know that was a pre-order bonus. So and if five is one of the best ones, I might be more inclined. To it give is that the a best shot. one. Yeah. Well, so. there's two camps actually. Some people think that it, four is the best, and some people think it's five. Mm. But and normally there is a big conflict between them. <laughs> <laughs> um, did, did they say that if uh, you because I don't know if I would pre-order seven since I'm not I, like I said I haven't played the ones in the past. Are they going to release five separately? You think at some point if they I haven't announced say, it? They haven't say they haven't say then I actually asked them they say that they can stay. <laughs> mm, well, hopefully. So yeah. Uh, I hope so too, but because you know, when you get, uh, I'm probably gonna do the review, and when you get a review copy, you don't get a pre-order bonuses. Mm-hmm. So I have yeah. five. It's for PS2, and you know, my PS2 is bad. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, uh, Yan, do you play any? Uh, I played uh, S Combat 4 on PS2. I really liked it, but I never tried uh, any others of the series. And, oh, you uh, suck, dude. Yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> you guys, you Need to need to expand your horizons. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, and uh, I, a few years ago there was a English patch for Ace Combat Three. Oh, that's And right. uh, I, I always wanted to get into it, but I still haven't had the time to. Yeah, that that one is actually pretty great, but it's very different from the others because it's much more like in the future, so it's a lot more like science fiction than. Uh, then it, like normally this combat is like very it, it's an alternate world but it's very like modern it's modern day but yeah. that one is actually playing science fiction so it's kind of weird but it's nice because it has like really good anime graphics too as well so it's, yeah it's, it's, that's, that's what it's, uh, that's what uh, interested me yeah <laughs> of course 
weeb. Will the game still be? Uh, is the full game going to be playable on PSVR? Uh, no, actually, there is o- there is only three missions on, P- on PSVR, gotcha. uh, and they are, it's not the campaign. The campaign because the campaign is like very intense. Yeah. So, I the the mission for PSVR are like specially geared, I guess, to to work on PSVR because yeah, otherwise it wouldn't work as well. They look it looks really good. It's mm-hmm. kind of easy. But it looks really good on PSVR. They, you also have an option that you. You can basically direct an air show. You're like sitting on the deck of a carrier, and you like tell planes to do this or that, like acrobatics and stuff. That's pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, personally, I don't play VR, so you know. But yeah, I mean, I guess the three missions better because I don't sit there. I can't sit there too long and play, you know. Yeah. No. For me, VR is the only issue. Like uh, um, the issue is that if I if I got like immersed into PlayStation VR or any VR headset, there would be no way to. Um, there would be no way for me to cover news to actually keep <laughs> eye on on the news. Whether because I normally when I'm sitting in my when I'm gaming, I have my screen. Actually, I have like three screens around me, and two of them are my news feeds, and the other one is the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So if I have my face into a headset, I can see any of those, and that's bad. <laughs> anyway, uh, second news, still from Bandai Namco, was Raphael for uh, Soul Calibur um, 6. So, yeah, why we were saying Soul Calibur 5, I have no idea, but uh, 6, 6. So that's what the latest, maybe last, character that's been announced. Uh, have you guys played any, any past uh, Soul Calibur game or the new one somewhere? Yeah, I've played. I I started playing Soul Calibur way back with Soul Calibur 2 on GameCube uh, with the Link and stuff, uh, and I love that game. That's one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, so I'm super stoked for Soul Calibur 6. Uh, I skipped 3, but I did play 4 and 5. Uh, I didn't like 5 very much, but 4 was very fun. Uh, so I honestly can't wait to get my hands on 6, and I'm really hoping they announce some more like guest characters, kind of like what they're doing with Tekken. Uh, super <laughs> excited to hear more about that. Like it's, because it's going to be a little... Well, they did tell me, I, I talked to the producer at Gamescom, and he did tell me that the, the, in, the, in this first season pass, well, he didn't say first, so I don't take it as a confirmation that mm-hmm. there's going to be more than one. But he said, in the season pass, one other character could be, could be another guest character, and he didn't say anything more. But mm-hmm. there could be one. I have no idea who that could be. Yeah, honestly, I have really no idea. I'm really just hoping, because I know we pestered Yoko Taro about this at uh, PAX. I just want want to be in something, you know? (laughs) So bad, (laughs) so badly. Like, whether it be Smash (sighs) or Soul Cat, I think she'd be good for either of those games. (laughs) The funny thing, I I actually talked about, uh, talked with uh, SNK's boss at Talking Game Show. Uh, the, The interview is still not out. And we were talking about crossover characters, and SNK likes to put like their characters everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and we're talking about what kind of character could be, could, we could have on Soul Calibur Six, and it was, and uh, he was talking about uh, uh, what's the name of that character in Samurai Showdown that she is using a rapier. Charlotte. 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 Yeah. yeah. That. Yes. And that that she would fit like yeah, like definitely. <laughs> But yeah, I, 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 I probably was just speculating though. Uh, but yeah, 
you know, wouldn't be so surprising considering that SNK has a character in Tekken 7, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and like they 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 put a character in anything. <laughs> I think there is someone that works at SNK, and his title is Carter Peddler. <laughs> Just constantly sending emails like, "Hey, you know, anyway, you, know. you want you, you want my children in your in your." <laughs> they put a character in in uh, in fighting at Slayer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Raphael, yeah, it looks cool. He has glasses this time around. Yeah, I feel like they just try and make him look as fancy as possible, like always. Yeah, that, that's really fancy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, he needs to get his eyesight. Oh, it takes place in the past, I think, so I guess. It's uh, basically a reboot. It's not the past. It's a reboot of the first story. Okay. So it's at the beginning of the series, pretty much. Yeah. Which I actually played the first. It was one of my first fighting games on PS1, mm-hmm. and uh, I remember playing a lot with my girlfriend at that time, because she was into games a lot, and uh, I and she hated me, because I always used Siegfried, and Siegfried <laughs> in the first game was, like, super cheesy, there is, there is a, I don't know if, you, if you're aware, there is a move with Siegfried that you just, like, chop in front of you, vertically, and in one, that was, like, super cheesy, if you had the right timing, it was no, if the other person, the, the, the opponent wasn't really, like, really, really good, there was no way that passed through that. <laughs> oh, that was like my cheesy beginning of, of uh, in, in fighting games, which is why probably I'm better at fighting games nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and do you have a favorite Soul Calibur character? Um, I'd say, um, I'm not sure, I'd say Sophia. Sophia? Yeah. Oh, well. I'd say Ivy, because, you know. <laughs> I'd have to go with probably, uh, probably either Mitsurugi or Yoshimitsu, even though Yoshimitsu is kind of a, a, I guess, a crossover character to some extent, since I think he originated in Tekken. Is it Tekken or, or Soul Calibur? I, I don't no know. Idea. I don't remember. I don't know that, the exact answer to that. But I do love yeah, Yoshimitsu. He's just wild. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, it, it, there are some weird characters in there. Like oh, Go-Go. I like Taki, too, just because she's sick. Taki's so. nice. But Waldo's the best. <laughs> yeah, Waldo, the, the character that scared me as a child for the first time. <laughs> Are you like psychologically scarred by Waldo? Yeah, my like poor like Western mind, like seeing Waldo for the first time, like what the hell? What the hell is this guy? Is this, like Freddy Krueger? Waldo's a question. Is it Italian or something? <laughs> eh, okay. So, uh, what else we got from that event? Well, we got a lot of things, but that day. It was uh, um, a trailer with One Piece of World Seeker. They they shown the, the two new characters. Uh, the character main character, main character is a villain. The female character is a heroine of the game. That game actually looks interesting to me. I'm I'm not a massive massive fan of One Piece. Yeah, uh, same here. Because of mostly because of the graphics. Like I mean, the, the art style is not my kind of favorite stuff. But the open world stuff and, and the story also seem pretty interesting. What about you, Jordan? Are you interested? Uh, I'm not super interested. I mean, I'm always wary with the anime games, uh, and in in specifically that game doesn't look too interesting to me. Uh, you know, I feel like there hasn't been a really great One Piece game, but I do know how. Like even when I was in Japan for a little while, I feel like 
One Piece is like the the SpongeBob for Japan. It's just almost <laughs> everywhere. You'll find it in the most obscure places that you wouldn't okay. expect. That's yeah. Uh, SpongeBob. Uh, SpongeBob Japan is interesting. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'm not super interested in the game. Uh, I may give it a try, but like you, I'm not a huge One Piece fan. I'm more out of like the big three. I'm more like Naruto and Dragon Ball as opposed to One Piece. It just never uh, hooked me. Not a big pirates guy, I guess. You know. Yeah, not much into into jump series myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, the yeah, only yeah, kind of like is Bleach, but because it was probably a little bit more mature than the other one. But mm-hmm. just a bit, so I could actually bear it. I, I can't say I like it, but I have, at least I bear it. Like I, I, I can watch it without having to run to the bathroom or something. But yeah, <laughs> the, the issue with me with with Balen Amco and Anime Game is that they're literally doing too many. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're, they're like literally doing games that are like churned out like crazy. I think they have some package deals. Like if they, if they want some really really cool IPs, they also have to to buy the crappy ones, like uh, Black Clover, for instance. Uh, <laughs> and Black Clover, the anime is really bad. I'm not saying that the game is bad because I haven't played it, but the, the anime is really terrible. Uh, but yeah, the the thing is that when I worked in anime when I was like much younger, uh, my the company I worked for. They they licensed anime in packages. So if they wanted, like for instance, Evangelion was a really really good IP. They also had to get together with Evangelion a bunch of like really crappy stuff that no one wanted to do, but they still had to because it was contractually uh, they were contractually forced to do so. So I think Bandai Namco might have the same thing going on. Like by they get, they get Dragon Ball, which is which makes them a ton of money. But then they have to do a ton of like small series that they know they're not going to make a ton of money out of them, so they also make them low budget in order not to lose money. That's my theory. Of course, I have no confirmation of this. But yeah, that's pretty much it for for One Piece and Bandai Namco's anime invasion. Actually, funnily, I discovered something that I didn't know. Uh, D3 publisher, the publisher of uh, the developer, well, the publisher of Earth Defense Force, is actually sister company of Bandai Namco. Oh yeah. And, yeah, and they were at Bandai Namco's event with Earth Defense Force Five and Iron Rear. So I actually tried both. Well, I, I actually had played that Five quite a quite a bit in Japanese, but Iron Rain is interesting. Uh, I'm not sure I'm too fond of the fact that they want to try and westernize the front. No, it's a spin-off almost entirely catering to the western market so like they, they set in san francisco and stuff but it, the gameplay is like what we're used to with our defense force is really crazy <laughs> um could i again could you, i mean cause i've spoken to a couple people i'm a little bit of an earth defense force fan i haven't played all of them but i've played some uh can you kind of what so is it really just like it's called iron rain right it's earth defense force 5 and then we have the other one that's Iron Rain. Yeah. Iron Rain, yeah. Uh, and are they being developed like w- different studios? Or it was one of the studios a Western I studio or something? Studio, not a Western studio, but they made it in a style that's kind of more Western, according to them. Okay. Which doesn't mean that it's Western at all. But they like set it in the West uh, as a setting, and you know they made the graphics a little bit more realistic, I guess. Mm, okay. But 
I don't know. The, the game is the game, you can you can find the gameplay on the side. It's it's fun. Yeah, it's, I a little bit. Like, gameplay the gameplay is the, the gameplay of Versus Defense Force. Then that, that never changes. Did they kind of talk about their decisioning behind uh, releasing two games so close to one another in the series? Uh, I actually well the thing is that in in uh, in Japan the five was released like last year. Okay. So there is actually oh. years between them. And, and the reason, the thing about uh, Air Defense Force Five, actually, I I interviewed Okamura-san, the, the the producer, and he told me that the simple reason is that they actually wanted to to do a proper localization with the highest production values that they could, so they actually did full voice acting in English, okay. uh, which is why it took them long because they weren't used oh, to. Oh, okay, gotcha. And on the other hand, uh, Iran they want to they want to do with simultaneous release the West in Japan. So basically, it's going to be very close because one is coming in December, the other one is going to come uh, next year. But mm. I'm actually pretty excited to be honest because the, I like for that one a lot, and I like five a lot. But I haven't like enjoyed it as much because it's in Japanese. So mm-hmm. so I'm not right. about it. Yeah. What about you, Jan? Did you play any Air Defense Force games before? Uh, no, I never did. Uh, I never played the series. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Let's move on to the next news. Well, this was for that day of news at at uh, at Bandai Namco, but I've seen a bunch of other things, uh, which were like disembargoed uh, two days after. Uh, so I've seen uh, Jump Force. I've seen uh, God of the Tree. I've seen uh, well, God of the Tree, by the way, is very promising. Uh, I'm very excited about that one, mm. especially because they they changed the development team. It's not Dims anymore, and it's marvelous. And they they seem to have been doing a great job with it. It's it's the same team or part of the same team that worked on um, uh, Soul Sacrifice. Oh, okay, that's cool. Mm. Yeah, they're doing a well. Society was was a good hunting action game, but it had problems that were probably outside of the purview of that team. Mm. But this one is promising. I like I like the gameplay. I like the graphics. They they actually like changed the engine a little bit. I believe they are using the same engine that they are using with Code Vein. Okay, that yeah, would make sense. So. But yeah, it looks good. Um, I had fun with it. There is also there. There is I played three missions, so there is like a, a whole like twenty minutes of gameplay on the side. Uh, yeah, it was probably one of the, the, the ones that I liked the most. There was some Taiko Drum Master, but I didn't play that one because I terrible playing games. <laughs> <laughs> it was Jump Force, which I have reservation about. I don't know if you yeah, guys. Same here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. It feels like. It's the same kind of gameplay that Bandai Namco is putting on a ton of games, which is like a brawler-style half-fighting game, but it's not really a fighting game. And it's the same in Black Clover, just Black Clover is team, yeah, as teams, and the same in Naruto uh, Shinobi Striker, mm-hmm. and, yeah. which also has teams, but it, and it's the same in uh, My Hero Academia as well. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Which is also the same that seems that um, how do you call it? Arc System Works is using for the Kill uh, uh, Kill Lucky, yeah. It's Battle Arena 3G stuff. 
Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I, I don't know the definition of that, honestly. Yeah. For, me, for me, it's fighting game, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Jump Force, I mean, the idea is cool. The idea of having, like, the jump characters colliding in, in the real world, I guess. Yeah. But I'm not sure the gameplay supports it. And yeah. it's Gunsoft, which is very hit and miss with these games, honestly. Yeah, I think... There are some hits, but they also have some misses. I think I told you when I I think we first saw the game at uh, E3 earlier this year. When I was when they sent us that uh, like alpha footage, I was like, this doesn't look great. Uh, it just kind of looks to me like you know you see those like anime projects that people do in <laughs> Unreal Engine, and that's what it looks like to me. I like the concept of like all of those characters that we haven't seen in games before uh making a crossover with one another i think the inclusion of like Yu-Gi-Oh and death note is really cool you, you don't see yeah. those games often get much representation i mean Yu-Gi-Oh, you get a lot of represent representation and get the game but like, yeah but not a fighting game parties. so i think that's yeah. cool but like you said it kind of has that copy and paste gameplay and it just doesn't i don't think us, like the graphics <clears throat> look very great i think everyone looks a little bit weird personally but you know the i'm open environment the environment don't really fit the characters for now. Yeah. Which is also a problem that I see in One Piece uh, or Seeker as well. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. We'll see. There is still time before it really is. So like they, yeah. they mean I'll, good. I, I'll right. give it a good go. I'm a fan of it. I actually interviewed the producer at, at, at Gamescom and the interview still has to be published, but it will come soon. And he seemed pretty enthusiastic. So he seemed pretty confident. We'll see if they manage to do something good. I, I'm always open. But before a game release, then if it's crap, it's crap. But you know, <laughs> um, yeah. And that was pretty much it for the Bandai Namco event. Uh, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And actually, uh, that's another another event in which I, you get a lot of time to actually play the game. I actually did a really really good mission at Ace Combat Seven, which is not the one that's on the site, which is still pretty decent. But the that the, the really good one. Uh, Got lost because someone tripped on the cord. Oh, that, that was like literally the worst. I'm like, oh come on, look where you watch where you go, where you're going. My goodness. Yeah, I, oh, I can well. see you giving them the dust stare right after that happens, trying to reserve yourself, being like, oh okay, I guess the demo's over. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. Yeah, that was it pretty much for the jump for, for the Monday Night event. Then there was another thing that was cool. Uh, you guys know what Beat Summit is? Uh, I've heard the name. I actually am not familiar with, with it off the top of my head. Don't Google it. <laughs> I can tell you myself. <laughs> did, you, did you ever hear it, Ian? Uh, could, you repeat, could you repeat, please? What was the name? Beat Summit. Have you ever heard uh, no, it? Uh, Summit yeah, big no, event I don't. In Kyoto. Uh, about all about Japanese indie developers. Well, not only Japanese, but mostly about Japanese indie developers, because Kyoto is a super big like indie scene. It has like uh, uh, the the makers of like Pixel Junk franchise, for instance. That they're all they're pretty much all in Kyoto. But this this year they made a, a evening event uh, at pre Tokyo Game Show at in Tokyo. So they call it like Bisamin Rod Show. In Tokyo game at Tokyo Game Show, and it was pretty cool. With well, a ton of indie developers, I tried quite a few interesting things. I tried Travis Travis Star uh, try um, tried again. 
by Suda51. I tried some new things that I don't even remember the name, but they were cool. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and, uh, well, you know, when you try like 20 games in, in a row, you like kind of. Yeah. yeah, I, I have I have written down somewhere, but <laughs> like it was literally like a, a whole room full of computers and stuff and and consoles, and you just move from one to the other like in five minutes. So yeah, and then I tried um, the one that was really really cool, uh, which is uh, what's it, what's the name? Ah, oh, my God, it was an interesting little game. That, I forgot the name of that one as well, but I basically played that that you had you can actually create uh, you had one you had your character there there is another character in Marina and you can customize your shot so you have two different kinds of shots and you can completely customize that like trajectory and whatnot and then you have to fight with the other characters there are some obstacles that you can use as cover and it's super fast. And I wish I remember how that was called because that was a really cool game. I I really enjoyed playing that. And that was this like com- there was keynotes as well like conferences. So it was platinum games. There was the usual Inaba-san and uh, um, oh my god, uh, where's my head tonight? <laughs> I, I I slept ten ten hours in the past four days. Like I I think it's kind of uh, it's kind it's kind of uh, Kamiya-san. Yeah. So they actually said something about about Bayonetta, not Bayonetta three, not much. So they say that it's proceeding great. They are excited, and they're for once they're on track, and everyone is on the same thing. I don't know why they say for once. <laughs> but next time, if, ne- next time, if you don't remember Kamiya son's name, you can just say block block button guy. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, the funny thing is that Kamiya son. <coughs> Sorry, comes out so abrasive on Twitter, but is a really sweet guy in person. I don't know if anyone, if you, if any of you have as met him in person, but he's a really sweet guy. So yeah, it's it's really strange to think that it's like so so it comes out so strongly on Twitter because it, I honestly in real life is like is a piece of bread. So yeah, mm-hmm. it, but but that was interesting. And then there was another one by Suda51, but I had to go to bed. <laughs> because it was like, it was 10, 10 p.m. in the day in the day after, I had to wake up at 6 to go to the Kentucky Game Show. So, yeah. <laughs> Next time. But I played the game. The, play, the game is actually a lot of fun. I like it. Did, did you play the three, Jordan? Which one? Uh, the No More uh, Heroes, Star- you said, right? Yeah. Uh, I haven't played any No More Hero games in the past, and I haven't tried the new one yet. So I'm totally. not... I'm not sure if I'm gonna give this one a shot. It might just pass on it. There's just too much coming out, you know. Yeah, I understand. Uh, but but they actually delayed it to to help Smash Bros. So yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's but, coming out in January now, right? Yeah, because otherwise they would have like stolen sales from Smash Bros. Yeah. <laughs> uh boy. Anyway, morning after Capcom time. So I went and played Devil May Cry 5 and Resident Evil 2, and both are great. Uh, so that was fun. And then I also had an interview with uh, Hideaki Tsuno, the, the, the director of uh, Devil May Cry 5, and uh, the producer, which is Matt Walker, which is, Matt is a really cool guy. <laughs> like, he's a, he's a bit like a, 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 a bit of a clown sometimes. 
but it doesn't for it, it like it does like some really strange voice like <laughs> some <laughs> really metal voices like to do that I was watching some of the stream. Was he the guy in the paint? The, the you said the clown, the clown mask and stuff. Was that him? I don't know, but I I I think he he just like to be very metal, you know, express himself. <laughs> so uh, he is a fun guy. He's a really fun guy. The best thing I asked Itsuno San. Itsuno San did like a million of games for for uh, for Capcom, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I actually didn't. Think the best thing of that interview is that not about that in Cry Five. They asked him if which games in of his past he would like to bring back and make a new one, right? Yeah. And, and uh, he, he made like a super long list that like he talked about Street Fighter Alpha, he talked about Fighter Six, he talked about uh, Dragon Dogma Two and all that. But they say that the one that he really wants to bring back and make a third game is Rival Schools. I don't know if you guys have heard of that one because you yeah. guys. I'm a huge fan, actually. Okay, Rival Schools was yeah. a really old game. Like the first one was on PS1, and the second one was on Dreamcast. Yeah. And basically, the 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 best thing, the first one, you can you could create your character, but it wasn't like Soul Calibur that you can create your character and then just go around and beat people. Uh, there was actually a dating simulation in the school because it was in school. And and basically you, you forged your character via that kind of game. It was too fun. Like it had a really good story and a ton of content. So yeah, it was a visual novel, but basically kind of visual novel like yeah. visual novel fighting game. And yeah. the, the the characters were really cool. And what basically it was an anime in, in fighting game form, pretty much. And so it made it made me real happy to hear Tuno San, uh, like. Think about that and think that saying that that he would like to remake that. It's of course not a promise that he's gonna because it's not his decision. But it's nice to hear that people are still remember that game and they still want to make a third. Because thing is that he said basically that the first game in Japanese high school is three years, right? So yeah. the first game was the first year, second game was the second year. So it would be good to make a third in the third year and with their uh, graduation ceremony, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. The funny thing is that when he said Rival School, I literally in front of him and Walker son, I was like, Yes! Like <laughs> <laughs> everyone was laughing because I'm That's when they knew that they had to do it. <laughs> yeah. The funny thing is that Itsuno san, for being a director of one of like the, the most anticipated games nowadays, is like super humble. Today I was coming back from Tokyo Game Show. And I was on the train, super crowded local train from uh, Chiba because Tokyo Game Show is not in Tokyo. It's actually Chiba, which is like 20, 30 kilometers from Tokyo. So it takes like 70 minutes from my hotel to get there. So I was in this super crowded local train that you would in the West you never see a developer, a high-ranking developer on. I look to my left and I see Tsunosan right there. <laughs> like, what? Uh... That's cool. <laughs> it, it was there him and he, his producer, not not Matt Walker, but the other producer, uh, and, and they were there, simply chatting like anyone else, you know. <laughs> that, yeah. that I really like about Japanese developers. They're not the only one, but Japanese developers, even high-ranking ones, unless you go look at the superstars, like I don't know Nagoshi-san, but they are super humble. They're like absolutely normal people. Yeah, that's awesome. 
I'm not saying that like Western developers are not, but like if your Western developers go goes to an event, like a high ranking game director goes to an event somewhere, as a minimum they call him a taxi. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's the yeah. bare minimum, if not like shuttle and limousine and whatnot. <laughs> but seeing a, a director, the director of the like the most anticipated game of the year. <laughs> game of the year at the moment for yeah. many. I could just see you in like... a locked train, like squished in the middle of the crowd because there was a million people on the train. You could think about the Tokyo Game Show. Literally, everyone at the end at 5 p.m. when the little music comes out, the, the little music closure music that always comes out in all Japanese venues and shops at 5 p.m. So. You see everyone squished and in the Akitsuno by your side, like then <laughs> there's a way. And it was like, Oh, hello, you do a shockers, right? And I'm like, Yeah. So and he's like thanking me for the awards because we gave him awards and uh I can say because by tomorrow when these episodes out, um the awards will be already uh, published. So we actually gave him a ton of awards. We gave him uh they won a Reader's Choice game of the um, game of show game of show the our game of show. Then we gave them best PS4, Xbox One, PC. So yeah, it was happy. <laughs> so he thanked us for the awards and all that. And I was like, hey, oh, then you're welcome. That was that's very well deserved because the game was really really great. Yeah, that's it was really awesome. cool. Yeah, and the gameplay was really great. Uh, I was really impressed. I played it on with the assist mode on because I'm shit the combos. <laughs> <laughs> the combos in the game are really, are really complex, and Dante is even more complex in this game. Like he has, he has multiple stances, and each stance is different combo. And within those multiple stances, he has like different weapons, both for melee and range, and each weapon has a different combo as well. A different combos as well. So like an hour with it is not enough to learn it, not even close. Nero is easier, much easier. But Dante is crazy complex. So, yeah. That's cool that to hear, it. honestly. I, yeah. I mean, I, I could just see, like, you know, I love, I think when you go to Japan, riding the trains is like an experience in and of itself. And just, I could just imagine you kind of like fanboying over him. Just well, I like, would have so... <laughs> I definitely would have been fanboying. Very nice. No, but yeah, but finally, like, no one around us, like, we're chatting and I called him my name, you know? No one around us paid us any mind. And it was all gamers on that train because, of course, everyone was coming back from Tokyo Game Show. So no one actually, you know, went in, oh, picture, autograph, whatever. No. They left him yeah. because Everyone in Japan is, like, very respectful of other people's privacy, right? Yeah, it's not the same culture. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Uh, just, you can imagine, for instance, in a Western train, um, you you notice like I don't know the director of Bioware in a train that comes out from a tree or from other, some other event, you know, packs maybe that's more of a, like a fan event, and someone calls this person by 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 name, he would be absolutely like swamped with people asking for autographs and pictures and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So Devil Cry was really cool, and Resident Evil was really cool as well. Uh, there was a new demo, but I can't. Uh, I can't actually talk about it because it's still under embargo <laughs> for quite a while. 
so I, I, I can't say anything about it at all. Uh, but yeah, uh, so yeah, that's it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, and then after that, um, what else was there on Monday? Actually, you know what? I should probably bring up my calendar. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I have everything written down, right? Yeah. Uh, so let let me bring up my calendar, Google Calendar, Google. Actually, I could just bring it up on my phone. Stupid me, because that, I need to search it. Okay, you're right. Oh, what what the? Yeah. Sorry, uh, <laughs> some video started in my in my computer, so it was in my ears, and we're like, no, what the hell is happening? Uh, <laughs> So Google Calendar September whatever. Ooh, what I had. So yeah, on the first day I also had some Miss America. I talked with uh, Konosan Miyaoka-san, which is the producer director of uh, um, Metal Maxino. Yeah. So you are awesome. very familiar. Uh, <laughs> you're very familiar, Jordan. Yeah, with his work. Miyaka-san like is a really is like he feels like a care beer. It's <laughs> 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 really nice and gentle in the way he speaks, like very subdued. And uh, then he, I took, sorry, go ahead. It, now is he the now because I, I when I did a little bit of the research correct. on the game, you know, because it has you know Metal Max Sagas was the only game to come over west. Uh, yes. Has he been on the series the entire time? I know I think yeah. they got a different studio to do Zeno. It's all. It's always him. Yeah. Okay. And then I talked with Nikawa-san, the the boss of uh, of uh, Nipponichi Software. Cool. Which also told me a few things, a few interesting things, but that's gonna be in the interview. Mostly, the the most interesting thing that he told me is that now, pretty much now they they want to support the Switch and the PS4 equally, like uh, as a because they're they're both like very successful consoles, so. Uh, there have been voices like that they were leaning towards one or the other, but no, they, they want to, they, they just care about doing things like balanced. They, they want to sell the game to everyone, and that's it. I also asked him if they want to make something on Xbox One, but he wasn't too positive about that one. Mm-hmm. Not about Xbox One, but about making games for it, because, you know, it doesn't sell in Japan. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was uh, that was for the first game. The, the first day, the most important thing. I also had like minor stuff, of course. Uh, then second day, um, more more like interviews with Miss America, um, which I had Yamanaka-san, which is the director of um, Caligula, uh, which was oh. super young. Like he's probably like twenty five or something. Oh, really? Either that or he's like super like he looks super young. <laughs> so that that was interesting, definitely. Uh, it, it, but it's interesting because he, before being a game developer, he studied psychology. Oh, okay. And that kind of shows in his skin. Really. I yeah. don't know if I played the first Caligula, the, the the PS Vita version, but it kind of shows a lot. Yeah. Then it was like, my favorite interview, at all time. The, uh, the whole thing, the interviews, a group of interviews. So I went to the three publisher, and I interviewed the producer of Earth Defense Force Five and Iron Rain, 
and so he explained me all the things I was talking about. But he is also the, the producer of Onishambara Origin. And he told yeah. me that he is planning to bring that to the West. So that's, that's pleasing for those who like fan service. <laughs> the most interesting one, though, was the other producer that uh, does Omega Labyrinth Life on the Switch. Yeah. So, Jordan, you just play Sarah Kagura Reflections on the Switch. Yes. Pretty much the same thing, but <laughs> multiplied by 20. <laughs> oh, gee. Oh, that, that's like, oh, gosh. <laughs> that's you much- know, you know how Omega Labyrinth is, like the, the concept of this, uh, of the game? Yeah, I'm a little bit familiar with it, but I have not played myself. So basically, for, for our listeners that, haven't, that, that don't know about it, Omega Labyrinth, basically you play some, it's a roguelite, roguelite. So basically you explore dungeons that are randomly generated. If you die, you go back to the, you, you lose everything. Uh, but you can empower your characters with a mysterious omega energy that literally makes their boobs grow. (laughs) (laughs) And this game is going to be on the Switch. So that's funny. The funny thing is that like Omega Labyrinth T, which is the previous one, supposed to come to the West on PS4, and it was so scandalous that Sony blocked it. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I think I remember reading about that. But... He actually told me that's not why they went on the Switch. The reason why he went on the Switch is simply that they want to um, they want to um, to go back to the original series. It was on PS Vita, so you had actually touch controls, so you could touch the girl. <laughs> ah. <laughs> so that's what that's what you do on the touch screen on the Switch. <laughs> yeah, maybe it'll work better than Reflections did with the Joy-Con. That was a little bit of an odd experience for me. I haven't tried it, so I, I actually don't know. Like, I actually talked with, with with the producer before uh, Takaki-san, and he told me it was like super experimenting with the with the HD Rumble. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that well. No, I did not think so. I mean, I because I was like laughing because you know I don't know if you read. Do you have actual movie. experience with 3D Girl? No, just yeah, just, yeah uh, but I was watching like trailers and stuff when they were kind of showing what they were doing with the HD Rumble, and I was like, I see what they're going for here, but it kind of just feels like the Joy-Cons are just vibrating in your hands, and I'm like, this is a Well, maybe, maybe that it does feel like a, like a jelly like they were showing in the in trailer, not like the actual stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't tried it. I, I actually don't plan to. As much as I like uh, fun service. Uh, I don't think that game has a as an interesting gameplay loop that could actually like catch me or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I, 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 the other thing that the producer of uh, On Ancient Bar told me. First of all, both of them were very aware of the new policies of Steam has, which is that nowadays whatever they publish whatever as long as it's not illegal. So they actually know that their games are a little bit more weird. They can go on Steam if they want. Mm-hmm. Considering mm-hmm. it. Also, they are also considering the possibility for like some older games, like Happy Manager, for instance, that was not localized on uh, or Dream Club as well. It was not localized because yeah. problems on Steam that wouldn't have problems anymore. 
So yeah, that, that's interesting. It was a very interesting experience because they were like very open and honest about it. Like when I asked the, when I asked about the how did they come up with the idea of of the boobs, the growing boobs, he very simply told me because I like boobs, <laughs> which is kind of refreshing. It kind of reminds me of Yokotaro when they, they asked him why they why like um, to be at like high heels and whatnot. Uh, and so yeah that's kind of refreshing for me but yeah anyway next one uh i had the interview with uh Oda-san, uh, snk uh finally i was pretty much not allowed to talk about samurai spirit which is what i wanted to talk about <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah so the only thing that i managed to talk about about that was was a if they were happy about the reception, and they were, well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the figure they tell me no, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we talked. We actually talked a lot about uh, heroines, uh, which is, uh, and about things that they would like to do, like to do, like they would like to think a lot of stuff. Uh, the funny thing that there is a news piece on the side. Is that they asked me? Uh, any of you guys is familiar with the uh, Metal Slug? Yeah, of course you know. Only by name, and I've seen, I've played a little bit, but never, you know, very in depth. It was super difficult when, you, like, because you get it once you die. Yeah. Uh, so basically, he, he, yeah, he asked him like a message as usual at, at the end for for the Western fans or whatnot. He told me, no, actually, I don't want to give you a message. I, I want to ask you something. Ask him. Your your reader or something, if uh, it would be okay if we rebooted Metal Slug, uh, if we kept nowadays this one hit KO mechanic, it's interesting because basically I don't know if it's teasing or not, but that's interesting that he asks us if it's yeah. okay. <laughs> that was pretty cute. <laughs> but yeah, I'm actually looking forward to to what they do next. They he also told me that they are. Uh, I'm pretty sure you, you guys, especially you, Jordan, you like fighting games quite a bit, so you're pretty much into King of Fighters, right? It's one of the harder ones, but I do have, I only just started getting into the series, you know, because like I was saying, uh, my first real, like, Japanese game machine was PS3, so I actually didn't really adopt the series until um, yeah. King of Fighters 14, which was, a, what my friends tell me, is a very tough fighting game to learn, so I'm not as good at it as other fighting games like Dragon Ball and Soul Calibur and Street Fighter V, but uh, I am uh, definitely into the series' aesthetic, and characters are iconic, obviously, and I've been playing a lot of old SNK games on Dreamcast, but as a, I'm not a super hardcore fan of the, the SNK well, they stuff. They told me that they, uh, they're kind of starting to talk about this, uh, King of Fighters 15, mm-hmm. but they have like uh, they're not like very they're not like developing actively at the moment. Yeah, um, makes sense. Okay. Then I had an interview about the Atelier series, Melki uh, that was already announced, of course, uh, and that one is under is under embargo, so I can't say anything. <laughs> so yeah, the, that was uh, so I can't say what I what I talked about because but it was about Melki, uh, so you know that. Yeah. I, is coming, so that, that that's not an issue to say. But uh, Nelke, actually, because it's a, like a Germanish name. Uh, that game is interesting, because uh, it, it basically is... Uh, 
Uh, still here? Oh no, did he disconnect? Oh no, I think GG died. <laughs> oh. Hello, can you hear me, guys? Now we can hear you. Yeah, you're back. Yeah, I, yeah. I just, I actually just touched the, 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 the plug of my, of my headset. Oops. No problem. Just <laughs> cut it. Uh, <laughs> Scrap the so whole thing. <laughs> yeah. So basically, the thing I, I was talking about, uh, Nelke, which yeah. is uh, like the gameplay loop is a mix of, um, of a city builder and a JRPG. Pretty much like yeah. the Cloud series. I don't know if you guys have heard about that one. That's an old PS2 series. But that's I only know the name. Yeah, but Think Sim City and and JRPGs mixed together. Oh, okay. Not as big as Sim City, but of course, mm-hmm. uh, it's an interesting one. And then I had a interesting, but like uh, a bit unusual interview. So the interview was an Abesan, uh, which is the director or RPG maker MV. I think that's the right name. So actually, I never, I never thought I, I interview someone that makes it suit to make games. But that one was interesting. Um, I'm actually looking forward to actually writing it because it it gave me some interesting stuff. And that was pretty much for the the important appointments. Uh, then I the the past two days were mostly co- random coverage, going around taking pictures of uh, boot companions. You know the the. the <laughs> Well, that is inevitable. Uh, you know, they're 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 an interesting bunch. I mean, the the tradition in, in Japan is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. People uh, people used to the West are probably see it in a different way that they're seen in Japan. Like yeah. in Japan, boot companions are like the goddesses of uh, of the show. They're like super respected. And if they grant you a smile, you're like, yay, she smiled to me. <laughs> because I actually have experience with 3D girls, but a lot of people that that, that, that like tried those <laughs> those conventions probably don't. So yeah, that, that that they're very like kind and gracious in how they behave and uh, yeah. they, they smile like in a way that when when they smile like they they they, they light up. Pretty much, so it's very nice. It's very interesting to take pictures of them because uh, they know what they're doing and they they do it very well. So yeah, we're gonna have an article about that. Actually, when when the, when this podcast is out, the article is probably gonna be around. It's probably gonna be out already. Then I went around to play the pew, a bunch of game days gone. It's not Japanese, but it was there, so why not, right? Yeah, <laughs> still got a few, quite a few news though. Uh, besides, besides what I actually played, because the the past two days were like live stream nonstop, like stage events nonstop. There was a ton of them, so more Devil May Cry, more Resident Evil 2. Uh, there was uh, it was the Kojima one today. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the, the one that that Yan translated like crazy. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> You told me that that you you didn't even notice it was so short because it was so long because like you were having so much fun that that it went by for super fast, right? 
Yeah, I didn't realize the the Takhodit nurse. Basically, when uh when I went through my notes and I wrote the post, I was like, "Whoa, it was this long." <laughs> but it was fun, right? Yeah, it was definitely fun. Yeah. And they revealed a ton of stuff that I didn't expect. Same. Well, they they I mean they revealed two characters, one new new one new trailer. That's a lot. I mean. I honestly expected them literally just to talk about the Japanese voice actors, which I guess you would have liked anyway because you're you're say you're fanatic him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that they really revealed a lot, and I was surprised. But yeah, they, they, the new card is super cool. One of them is is like um, played by Troy Baker. So yeah, yay for another character played by Troy Baker, <laughs> the oh. million. <laughs> <laughs> It'll have the celebration for the million character he plays in video games. I like Troy Baker, so I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to interview Troy Baker one of these days. Seems like a really cool guy. He is, he is. I actually met him a couple of times. Didn't interview him, but met him like at events. And he is very oh, was open and nice. Um, <clears throat> there was a lot of Kingdom Hearts presence. A lot of new gameplay and stuff. I really like the the big hero six word, mm-hmm. and I, I'm actually excited. I tried it, and I I heard a lot of people that weren't too happy about the demo, which is the same, which was the same demo at E3, and I actually heard people that weren't happy from E3. Personally, I loved it. I enjoyed it a lot. Maybe it wasn't like spectacular, but JRPGs don't really demo well, because yeah. the best part is story. Yeah. So, of course. Yeah. So yeah, for me it was it was pretty interesting. And then today they showed the first the first gameplay of Left Alive. That was really good. Yeah. You guys you guys ever been into uh, Armor Core or um, Front Mission? Uh, for. Uh, sorry. No, you can go. Go go ahead. Well, uh, guys. Okay, I'll be the referee. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for Armored Core, I didn't play the series, but the front mission, I played the the remake of the first game on DS, and that was quite nice. But I never played the the other one, so I'm looking forward to Left Alive. Yeah. Hey, you, Jordan. Uh, I have not played either Armored Core or Front Mission. I know Left Alive is based in the Front Mission universe. If I'm yeah. correct, yeah. Uh, uh, I checked out some of the gameplay that you posted. The directors are more important. And that's, that's I, that. I, uh, I like that style of game. I'm a big shooter fan outside of like Japanese stuff, so I'm definitely excited to give it a try. Uh, I don't think the third-person shooter stuff looked too great, but the mech stuff itself looked awesome. Like I was watching that mech gameplay you uploaded, and it looks so cool. Well, for me, the, the the big attractive of the game is, of course, the, the character designed by Shintawa-san. I mean, better yeah. <laughs> do I need to say anything else? <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, the first time they actually showed me this gameplay, I actually shown it before because they shown it at games to be on closed doors, only to press. And uh, like the first time I saw the the lady that the one of the three characters, I believe her name is Olga. Uh, I was like, okay, this is Shinkawa. For sure, I, it wasn't his heart. I mean, it's a 3D model, so of course it's not Shikawa's yeah. art. But it's like it's like looking at Metal Gear Solid 
king. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, like, yes, she looks so good. <laughs> I also like the fact that like the characters are like Russian or Russianish because of course it's it's fictional thing. Like yeah. countries are fictional, but I like it because that's not a culture. You you have main characters a lot in video yeah, games. It's, yeah, it's an interesting choice. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting to me because normally like main characters are American or Japanese. You know that that not definitely yeah. that not there isn't much representation of. Russian or Russian-ish people, yeah, in uh, or Slavic anyway. Like the, the, the big, the closest thing is the Witcher that has some Slavic representation. In it. It's interesting for me to see how they. Well, of course, I mean it's a Japanese game, so I don't expect them to be ultra realistic in representing the West. <laughs> <laughs> but still, right? Yeah. Uh, at least the names are correct. Uh, like the way because Russian names are pretty complex. <laughs> At least that yeah. much. Uh, I was another thing interesting this morning. They had like this crossover with uh, between uh, Final Fantasy 15 and the Terra Wars, which is uh, uh, Irobo Sakaguchi's game, a like, mobile game, and seeing mm-hmm. uh, a Sakaguchi stuff in a Final Fantasy kind of is kind of nostalgic. Yeah. Even if you just had to close Terra War, Terra Battle too, because. But it's not because it was unsuccessful. Because his technology partner just stopped making. <laughs> that's really bad luck. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Yeah, they. It's uh, basically the it's uh, the, the people that were that do they did the Bravel, Bravely series. Silicon Studio, mm. and they just stopped making to focus on the. On their middleware and engines and stuff, you know, so that that's bad. Anyway, yeah, and that it also has like some crossover with Shadow Tomb Raider, but that's less exciting, I guess. <clears> not like don't care about Shadow Tomb Raider, but just because you know it's just costumes. Yeah, this is something Yen will love and probably you too, Jordan. They announced the the logo of Dragon Quest XI for Switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I saw that. <laughs> I wasn't too happy. I mean, I was. I'm happy it's coming to Switch, obviously, because Dragon. Yeah, but logo. Yeah, that was the thing. I was like, Square's really the type of company to like, hype a logo. I'm like, ugh, something, please. <laughs> and, I, and the funny thing is, that was I don't know if you guys watched live stream, but that was Yuji Horisan, the creator of Dragon Quest, and he was like dropping some small hands on top of the logo. Saying that the S goes for Seiyu, which means voice actor in Japanese. Yeah. Which is into the fact that it's going to be voice acted because the original Japanese version of the PS4 version is not voice acted. They are yeah. acting just for the Western version. And you know Jordan because you interviewed Okamoto son, right? Yes. Uh, but the thing is that he was dropping like a super small end, and there was the rest of the cast on the stage doing like a big deal, like it was like he had revealed the word. After the, <laughs> the logo, <laughs> and I'm like, really? Not even a picture? <laughs> oh my god, this thing is gonna come out in 2025. <laughs> Not that I care because I already played the PS4 version. I finished it, and I, I won't play another one. But yeah. goodness, poor pe- I mean, the people that are waiting for it for the Switch and maybe like held up like, because they want like to. Me. Play- 
Yeah, but you don't have a PS4, so you don't have a choice. <laughs> now, the thing is that many people held off purposely from the PS4 version because they, being a JRPG, they want to play it portable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, my God, this thing is never going to come. I can see people that after today actually just went out and, buy and bought the PS4 version. They say, okay, that's it. If they didn't show anything talking game show, this thing is gonna come out in 2025. <laughs> that sounds right? about right for Square Enix. Yeah. Sometimes they really announce their stuff too early. I don't think it's necessarily their fault. Like Final Fantasy VII remake, they announced it way too early. Yeah. <clears throat> but they, by like they, they basically rebooted development because they changed from their own, from Sega Bear Connect Five. Uh, two, sorry, to internal development. So I guess they did predict that happening, and I'm guessing that if that didn't happen, the game will be a while already. And with being the March 3, they changed to Unreal. So, and that would be out already if they didn't. But uh, I actually like liking a lot the, the new style Capcom has that they had things six months before and then they release it. Yeah, I'm, I'm much yeah. more a fan of that than, you know, waiting. 10 years for Final Fantasy 7 remake, you know? <laughs> it's like not yeah. uh, yeah. Waiting 15 years for, for Kingdom of 3. Yeah, that too. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. I, I think I, I think that there has to be a happy medium. Right? If it's like a year before, it's fine. It's fine. It doesn't need to be six months. But like when it starts to become multiple years, uh, okay, there is a lot of stuff to play. But for me, it's more for the game itself. Like, it's not because I want to play it now, but it's because I think the hype actually drops with time, and mm-hmm. that is detrimental for the game itself, not for much for me, but for the game. Mm-hmm. I, feel like, I feel like Final Fantasy fans and Kingdom Hearts fans have just become accustomed to that style. <laughs> so, like, yeah, the yeah. hype never truly leaves. We're all just like, yeah, this is kind of what we're just used to, and the rest of the gaming industry is like, all right, well, <laughs> good luck, guys. But even Left Alive, <laughs> Left Alive, when they announced it, because they had like this star-studded cast and whatever, they, everyone was all about it, right? They were mm-hmm. like, no, this is Left Alive, as Yoji Shinkawa, the director of Armored Core, it's going to be fantastic, he has the, the, the mecha designer of Gundam, would not. And the problem is that they this, they they shown absolutely nothing for literally a year after that. Yeah. Yeah. Like Left Alive was announced at Tokyo Game Show 2017, and the next trailer they the release was at Tokyo Game Show 2018. What at Sony's conference? And the first mm-hmm. gameplay was exactly one year after the the announcement, and it was streamed. It was streamed like shit. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know if you saw that those videos, but it was streamed probably with some discrepancy. Between the frame rate of the video and the frame rate of the other thing, so it was flickering like crazy. So that's not how you promote a game. Yeah, I would agree. I don't know. I don't know really. I hope it's successful though, because I really like the different mission series. And and uh, Nabushima Sound, the director, told me that if it's successful, they may actually think about doing a proper turn-based like RPG front um, front mission and that I would I would love it 
But <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, guys. And there is a bunch of remasters as well. Oh, yeah. Now. But strange now. remasters. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Why? Who yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even when I was writing, I was like, if you were thinking about this game, so well, lo and behold, here it is again. If you want to buy it this time, I guess. <sighs> I mean, it was not a bad game. I played it, and I actually like liked it quite a bit on 360. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it has a audience. Why? I feel the same way about... I, I know Resonance of Fate is a much more well-received game, but yeah. even that game is like a bit odd, just because I don't even... I don't remember it making like a big splash when it came it out. Not. not many people talking about it. But Resonance yeah, yeah. Uh, has a really popular system. So... It has its niche. I don't know if I, I mean even Last Premier as a peculiar battle system, whatnot. I don't yeah. know. Uh, I think Resident of Face definitely has a bigger attractive, I guess. Mm-hmm. I would be more I, inclined to give that one a try than the last sure. remnant personally. Certainly. I I actually think uh Last Remnant's game system is uh, easier than Yeah, it's easier, uh, much easier, I mean uh, Resident of Fate is complex. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the one that actually I think made, made people happy that uh, the Ace Attorney trilogy. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That that one is nice. I mean, and I, I, I kind of expected it to come to Switch, but I did not expect it to come to all platforms. Yeah. And that's nice because everyone gets to play it and that's always good. Yeah. yeah. So, I've yeah, never that, played those. So I'll be happy to give them a try for the first time. I actually played the first. Uh, and the third. I didn't play the second. Mm-hmm. The only problem for me is the localization. Right? The localization is awful. Yeah, it's it's a <laughs> weird choice. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's like uh, the localization of eighties uh, anime where they will yeah. change the names and stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. They literally erased any reference to Japan. To yeah. Japan. Like it's it's set in fucking America. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um, it's set in America, so uh, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, the game is fun. The game is nice. It's localization that really I I I I, I hate it. If they're um, gonna remaster anything, though, they really should get to work on some of those Wii JRPGs that came out, like uh, Last Story. Uh, yeah. That was. Uh, God, why am I blanking on his name know, right now? Looks like uh, that was Sakaguchi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Geez, yeah, you can't forget that. <laughs> uh, yeah, Lost uh, Odyssey. Yeah, but it, it doesn't seem very interesting working on console lately. Like it's all your stuff is mobile. Yeah, uh, but that game I hear I haven't played it myself, but I hear it's actually very good, and I would definitely be interested in trying it. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Just play it on a Wii. Oh uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go find one. <laughs> Dig it out, uh, dog. Well, just to, just look at the Final Fantasy 15 articles. That's the the one on the on the featured image is a character by Sakaguchi or mm-hmm. by Steam in an actual real new console. And tell me why? Why <laughs> don't have this kind of stuff? So maybe the workload is a little bit different for him. I don't know. Didn't he wants to get? He wanted to get out of console development for the most part. It seemed like when he left Final Fantasy way back when. It's just it seems even more strenuous now than it was back then. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Mm. We got some gameplay of Sekiro, which is also good. 
Yeah, it's very excited about that one. Better than me. Uh, <laughs> they actually, the funny thing is that when the, like the, the big the big thing about Souls game is the bosses, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I played it at Gamescom, they did not let me play until the boss. Oh. So they they there okay, okay stop here all right. So where's the boss? A, a while longer. Thank you. So <laughs> make me play this. <laughs> but the the gameplay they show was very interesting. Actually, it was the producer uh, playing it? Uh, the Con- Conky his name is Brian Conky. He's a, he's a Western guy. Is like Robert Conky. Is a is a British guy, I believe, and works at From Software. Seen uh, a bunch of times, and this was actually supposed at the beginning to be a time to game. Then oh, they changed okay. they they changed it because they said if it would just make tension, it's not going to be it's just going to be an imitation. So why to, should we make another tension game, right? Yeah. So they made its own thing. I still I want a good call. I still want the tension game though. <laughs> <laughs> and if they do, okay. they should make it more tension. I'm okay. I mean, I'm okay to. To have this that is more Dark Souls, a different thing, right? Yeah. But I want Tenchu game also. Maybe not by them, by whoever, but I want Tenchu game. Because I really love the Tenchu series. Mm. A funny story about the Tenchu series. I mean, my person, I haven't personally played any of them, but when I visited Japan, I went to a cat cafe and noticed that the woman who uh, owned the cafe had a bunch of PS2 games on her, one of her uh, banners, uh, her like desks or something. And I picked them up and I started going through them and then she was like, oh, do you play games? I was like, yes, of course. And she said I could pick one and I saw the Tenchu box art and I grabbed it and she's like, go ahead, take it. And I was like, awesome, <laughs> thank you. So I, I just own a, I own a Japanese <laughs> copy of Tenchu 3. <laughs> just that, like, I probably never used oh, it. Oh, Breath but... of Heaven. That was, a, that was a nice one. <laughs> yeah. Funny Somehow. stuff about Breath of Heaven, when I started in the gaming industry, my first job was writing walkthroughs for a magazine. And I was I wrote the, the walkthrough of, of Ten Two Three Breath of Heaven. <laughs> Long job. Actually, it paid them because you were paid by the page, and walkthroughs are long, so it wasn't a bad job at all. <laughs> Unfortunately, that magazine closed because you know, Game Fact and all those took out, took took over, and no one bought magazines for shows anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm old guys. What can I say? <laughs> uh, what else there is in terms of news? We're almost done, I believe. Yeah. Mm, what else? Oh, they show a new new screenshot for. Uh, Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition, which I'm very excited about because Vesperia is probably my favorite Tales. Yes. I'm very eager to give that one a shot because, you know, since I live in America, it was only available on 360 over a year for some odd reason. And because that was like the. Not an odd reason. Microsoft paid for it. <laughs> yeah, that I didn't, and that was the the time. And at that time, I was transitioning from you know I was an Xbox person my whole life, and I was finally my Xbox had red ringed one too many times. I was like, okay, I'll go with a PS3 and see how I like that. And then yeah. right when I did that, Tails came out. I was like, oh, I can't try that. So I never got the chance to play it. So I'll be interested in actually giving that a shot for the first time because I hear it is one of the better yeah. Tails games, if not yeah. the best. Yeah, it's played, Jan. Uh, yeah, I played uh, the PSP version uh, three or four years ago, something like that. 
Uh, I got it for 10 euros because that was a best uh, a best price edition. Uh-huh. And it's a really good game. Yeah. Uh, I'd say my favorite Tales of is Fantasia. Ah, the well, first one. Yeah. Uh, thing though is like I played the 360 version and I liked it a lot, but it left a bit of a taste in my mouth because they never looked like the PS3 version. It had more stuff. Yeah, I felt like I was missing on it, mm-hmm. so I did not enjoy it as much. And I and I actually played it when the PS3 version was already released in Japan, and I actually held off playing the game until it was clear they wouldn't come. So mm-hmm. I played it because I had to play it because I love Tales, but it left a very much big bitter taste in my mouth because I I I was playing it against my will, knowing that I was missing on content. So. Yeah. That was annoying, really. Uh, but I played. I, I tried the Switch version. It actually looks very good. Yeah, I give, uh, it, I give it a shot. I don't know. I kind of like trophies too much to <coughs> not get it on PS4. See, that's the, that, that's the issue. I, I don't understand why people don't care too much about trophies. So I don't know why I do it. It's maybe it's like a OCD thing. I don't know. <laughs> I just like collecting them. I just like the way they're presented. It makes me feel uh, like I've achieved something. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'll get the the game on Switch again. You do know that that you have, you must have your trophy secrets as as a as a as a journalist, right? No, <laughs> yes, yes. So no one can truly judge me. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not the, the judging. It's that you just Oh yes, for, <laughs> yes. Was, just checking because you never know. <laughs> anyway, you have to find yeah. me first. <laughs> <laughs> I give him your address. I just use the, I, I use it as scapegoat. <laughs> another thing that's interesting is uh, Battle Life Six got some new gameplay, some new reveals, and they went like pretty much all the way into into the fan service with this one. So much for for yeah, we're gonna make a serious fighting game. Sure, <laughs> and not really. They did exactly what, what they did with Five. Mm-hmm. That they started with the whole lion and fighter thing, and and then they went all the way into the fun service, and it's exactly the same thing they've done now, with the uh, with six. I mean, not yet to that level, but the direction is that. Yeah. So that's interesting. Uh, I, I am actually interested to see how far they will push it. Like how far they they if they three fifty or three sixty or three forty <laughs> from oh, sorry not. Not 360. That's that's just going the same direction. Uh, <laughs> 180 or 170, you know, U-turn. I just want to see just how how much of a U-turn they make because th- there is no doubt that they made the U-turn. Mm. It's interesting, but actually, I like the new game they show. They actually show some new costumes that are like pro wrestling inspired. They're pretty cute. So yeah, um, I'll be interested in trying that one out. I don't know if I'll buy it, but we'll see. Depends. <clears throat> well, I like the. the like strangely, contrary to popular belief, I really like the the gameplay of the Dead or Alive series. Yeah, it, it's yeah, me too, very yeah. fast, very like uh, it, it feels the hit. Okay, it's physically very strong. It makes you feel there are actually people fighting. You know, mm-hmm. most most fighting games feel soft in the impact. Yeah. That's when they when 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 someone gets thrown into the ground, they really get thrown into the ground, right? Yeah, yeah. 
So that, that's something that appeals to me. And then there is another game that I don't know if you guys have tried yet the demo. Uh, Project Judge, that's fantastic. I don't believe I've tried that one. No, yeah, no, definitely not. That's the, the Yakuza. Oh, Nomi. yes, 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 yes. Okay, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's, I definitely haven't played that yet. That's but, the That was interesting because Nagoshi came on stage and I was like, oh, yeah, this is a totally different game from Yakuza <laughs> series. The, I I wanted to make this for three for t- tons of years, and it's <laughs> nothing to do with the Yakuza series. It's set in the same place. The gameplay <laughs> is similar. The think... the character is different, I guess. You can and there is a little bit of Ace Attorney in it, but come on, it's not. Does, totally... it, does it take place in the same universe? Yes, it's in the same place. Oh, it's not just in the same universe. It's set in the same <laughs> district, the same yeah. thing, set in Kamurocho. <laughs> I mean, it's, Kamurocho is a fictional version of Kabukicho in Tokyo. So it's not like they say, okay, they, they, they set in Kabukicho, so it could be a different universe, right? No, it's set the fictional version of the, the Yakuza fictional version of the district. So it is absolutely in the same universe. I totally expected there's going to be a Kazuma Kimiru cameo somewhere. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Because, so, yeah, not totally different, but the game is great. The demo is fantastic. It's in Japanese, so, yeah, and you, can, you probably can play it without problems, but I played it, you, you can play it to Jordan, because it's, it's simple. Mm-hmm. Gameplay is difficult. Uh, I know you, you, don't, you don't read Japanese much, right? Not yet, no. I'm trying to learn a little bit more, but, you know, it's a process. It's much yeah. different than the other languages I... Yeah, my level of Japanese, reading, reading yeah. Japanese video game you don't enjoy it so i yeah. i understand you uh because you, you, if you have to go look at a dictionary every 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 three minutes that the game <laughs> more so yeah uh, that that's a great game and i advise you guys try the demo because it's fun did i miss any, anything yeah and you, you've covered the game show a lot uh there's a new iphone the romancing saga free remake Oh yeah, that one. I actually never been interested in Romance Saga. I don't know why. I I'm I like the series, but I got into it pretty recently, actually. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. The, the all the rest was like small thing, but there was quite a bit of interesting stuff that this stuck game show. It was not maybe the best, but it certainly was not the worst either. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It was very stressful, but a lot of fun. Uh, That's good to hear. I'm glad you had a good time. Well, actually, it was, I mean, after Gamescom, Gamescom is absolute hell. Like, <laughs> one man in Gamescom is literally hell on earth. Because you literally don't have a second free. Uh, Tokyo is more like, uh, since Tokyo is like two days for for business and two days for consumers, and very much more um, relaxed in certain ways. So you can actually go around and try games and, you know, just even soaking the atmosphere, I mean. So it's not as bad as games go. And I like Japan, so that that's another bonus, I guess. <laughs> so what's what's your takeaway from this Tokyo game show? Let's start with Jordan, since you're the newbie. Uh it was a little like you kinda of said, it's it was a lot of, you know, 
it wasn't as big with me in series and games that I'm as interested in, so it definitely wasn't the most exciting Tokyo Game Show. Uh, I'm definitely glad we got to see more of Kojima's Death Stranding, you know, because I, I just want that game to come out so bad uh, as someone who's recently got uh, had gotten into Metal Gear Solid Five and played all of them. Um, I'm also super stoked for Resident Evil 2 remake, because that's one of the only ones I haven't played in the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and other than that, I mean, those are definitely the two I was most interested in. Like you said, Left Alive looks really interesting. I'd be definitely interested in giving that a shot, because it's like a Metal Gear type of aesthetic, I guess. Uh, but other than that, no new announcement that I was super blown away by. I wish we got to see more uh, Dragon Quest on Switch. That was I was really looking forward to potentially seeing that. Uh, we didn't touch upon it, but Dragon Quest Builders 2 looks awesome. Oh, yeah. I'm a big... That's good. I forgot about that. I, I, I actually played it. It's nice. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that one. I played a lot but of it on the like Vita. Quest, I mean, it's Dragon, like Dragon Quest Builders 1. Yeah, with more. <laughs> a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. gameplay-wise, it's literally the same game. <laughs> oh really? But they have, they, they've definitely, well, probably, yeah. I've assumed, added some things at least. Yeah, it, it's like Valkyria Chronicles Four compared to Valkyria Chronicles One. Okay, I gotcha, gotcha. So they did add uh-huh. mechanics, but the, the gameplay loop is pretty much the same. Yeah. Not the thing because Dragon Quest Builders One was great. I'm not, Wait. I'm not bashing it. I'm, I'm just saying that if you like Dragon Quest Builder One, you will like the second. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, makes sense. I'll, I'll be patiently awaiting more news on Final Fantasy VII Remake at some point, hopefully. To, <laughs> you know, maybe some, maybe someday. <laughs> yeah, probably when when I retire, probably to to celebrate my retirement. Probably, <laughs> I have a trailer. I'm not saying re- release the game. I'm saying giving us another trailer. Maybe show some game, some gameplay. <laughs> what about you, Yan? Anything super interesting for you? Yeah, I think uh, the the game that hyped me the most is Left Alive because mm-hmm. I like me- Mecha. And, uh, you know, uh, nowadays you have a lot of uh, Mech games and you have a lot of shooting games, but you don't have uh, a lot of games mixing the two. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the past, you used to have uh, on, on SNES, you had the Cybernator, for example, that mm-hmm. uh, was similar, or Mech Warriors. But they don't do that kind of games anymore where you can go on foot or on a pilot. So I'm really looking forward to it. Does mm-hmm. it anything else? And, uh, uh, well, you really like the trending. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I like, I like Kojima. So yeah. And, uh, I say one thing I'm a bit disappointed about is, uh, announcements from Sega. They, Beside the Project Judge stuff, they didn't really do much. Uh, it was uh, there. There was special announcements uh, yesterday. They that they were teasing, but that turned out to be uh, a new project on Kemono Friends, which is a popular anime, and uh, that was a bit disappointing. I I was expecting I was expecting something else, and uh, they didn't show the next Sakura Taisen either. Oh yeah, I I, I actually forgot about that because that's another one that they they announced with nothing, and they showed yeah. nothing since. I was super excited okay. about it, but they literally yeah. showed nothing about it. They showed a wall of Sakura petals, and that's it, <laughs> and the <their> logo. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you Sega for this tease, but show me something, right? Yeah. When when I actually forget about the game, that's bad. Like literally bad, especially Sakura Tyson because I love Sakura Tyson. Yeah, me too. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's the problem. If, if I forget about it, it means the marketing is not right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh well. Anything else came to mind? Comes to mind about good stuff? We only really got a trailer for that upcoming Square RPG, right? I forget the name of it, but oh, the one by Studio Tolia. Yes. Which is the 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 studio headed by the Tales producer, the former Tales producer, the Obaba. Yeah, we just. Yeah. It's funny because it doesn't even have a, like <clears throat> the trailer when they shown it. They it didn't have a title in it. I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, because the title was announced before when they announced the studio, but so they put the name of the studio. And finally, I connected it, and it was like, the heck is this thing? It looks good. <laughs> but what they shown? They showing a guy walking around. <laughs> a guy walking around. The one that was very exciting, but we're going back to the Sonic first conference for me was uh, was uh, what's his name? Um, Project Bokening. That one looks really good, which got us our biggest shocker award, by the way, mm. for obvious reasons because you know that was shocking. Uh. But yeah, we haven't seen much about that as well. We want for a while because it's like very much. Long in development still, so we'll see. But Side Games is a very promising company. Yeah, I'm looking forward to see what else they do. Uh, I love Grand Book Factory, so. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it, guys. Unless you, any of you guys have anything to add? Uh, was there, there was another game I was expecting to see, but uh, it didn't appear. It's uh, 13 Sentinels, the uh, next game by, by oh. VanillaWare. Yeah, it's yeah, was supposed to release that year, but uh, it completely disappeared. Yeah, I now remember it. The, 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 it actually appeared somewhere E3 somehow, but really not in any specific way. Just yeah, yeah. I have no idea what the hell happened with that. Yeah. Uh, I think it definitely got delayed because uh, yeah. it was supposed to be out by now. So yeah, it, it has it has to be 2019 for sure. Yeah. But uh, man, that that's true. I totally forgot about the thing. <laughs> the funny thing is that they I don't remember exactly what they shown it, but like no later than E three, no earlier than E three they shown it in a, a trailer of that, but it was an old trailer with two thousand eighteen still. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what happened to that one. I love Vanilla Wars, so I'm I'm looking for I'm looking forward to it. But uh, no, let's see. Well, if they had to delay it, they had to delay it. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, there's pretty much always been a vanilla word title at that of game. Like last year, they had um, uh, the Odin Sphere remake. No, the Dragon no. remake. The Odin Sphere remake was the year before. Oh. Uh, so yeah, I kind of missed it. Uh, yeah, we'll have to see, right? Yeah. Anything else that we missed, Jordan, on your side? Uh, not that I can think of. I think we got touched almost everything. <laughs> yeah. And it's 3 a.m., guys. I need to go to bed. I mean, oh, yes. I, I actually have to go somewhere tomorrow morning that I can't say because it's under embargo as well. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, actually, my Tokyo game show is not finished because I have four major interviews this, this week. I can't talk about any of them. Actually, I can one. Well, it's not the, main, the the one that's not major I can talk about, 
which is a Mavlov interview. Uh, that's going to be next week, actually. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah, for me, because I'm a big Mavlov fanboy. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and for the Mavlov fans that don't get that many news lately, because they were waiting for next project, definitely is exciting. I know Yen Mavlov is not your favorite novel because you're a heretic. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be because you're French, I guess. Well, because I'm not really. I, it's not like I dislike it, but uh, yeah. Shame, yeah. <laughs> I'll convert you sooner or later. Anyway, yeah, I think we're done. So expect more content because there is content for Tactic Game Show that's still coming, and then there is these four interviews, three of which I can talk about, uh, and the other three are bigger than than Mavlov. Even if I love Mavlov, so for me that one is the biggest. But that's just for me personally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think objectively the other ones are bigger. <laughs> quite a lot too uh, anyway guys thank you very much for listening thank you very much for uh, liking and subscribing on the YouTube version of these um, of this podcast because I know you like it and I know you will subscribe so uh, again this was Giuseppe Nelva Yen Agossa and Jordan Boyd our new vice weeb and we are off say bye guy goodbye everyone Thank you, everyone. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.